Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. This one I want to talk about the three ways to make money in 2018 and beyond and and really specifically get into highlighting the one that I think is going to be big and, and sort of growing in 2018. Talk a little bit about the timing of the three different ways when you would want to use one versus another versus another. And then some of the things you need to do with each one in order to be successful with it. And this is highly applicable to us as web developers because it's not only understanding timing and when to take advantage of certain opportunities, but also how to sort of build out or flesh out your entire product offering so you can maximize the amount of income you're making from your coding skills. And we'll talk about one of the deficiencies I personally have with my own business and what I'm planning on doing to deal with that. So that's what we're going to get into this episode. Before I do, if you have any sort of questions or topics you'd like me to to cover in the podcast, be sure to shoot me an email to podcast at johnmorrisonline.com and let me know what that is. More than happy to cover those topics or answer your questions. All right. So with that said, let's talk about the three ways to make money in 2018 and beyond. So the three ways to make money in 2018 and beyond are the three ways that we've all, that you've been able to make money since really the beginning of time or the beginning of at least markets and commerce and so forth. And those three ways are through a product, through a service, or through education. Now, I'm bringing this up because a lot of us sort of get locked into one of these sort of modes. And I would say the the most common one that people get locked into is providing a service. If you talk to most web developers, they would say that they want to up their skills and then they're going to, you know, either do freelance work and offer their services that way or they're going to get hired somewhere and they're going to uh, offer their services that way. It's far, far less uh, of those that would say they're going to build some sort of product and sell it or they're getting going to, to go into teaching uh, whether other people how to code or we'll talk about some of the different ways that you can teach using your skill set. So, Just the first thing to note right off the bat is that offering your services is not the only way to make money as a coder. You have multiple different uh, avenues that you can do that. You also have products. You also have education you can provide. And those help to sort of flesh out your, your offering. So you can offer your services, but also offer maybe some sort of products as well to go along with it to help supplement your income. Maybe create a course along with what you do to help supplement your income as well and not have everything be so tied to just offering client services. That helps diversify your, your, your business and helps you to just ultimately add more to your income. Now, talking about when certain uh, ones, when which one of these tends to work a little bit better, in my experience, products tend to do better when the economy is doing really good and when people sort of have money and they feel good about their situation and so forth. And the reason that is, is because that's when you kind of start to tap in, You, you sort of, you sort of get these outliers or these sort of people on the fringes that are mildly interested in what you might do and a product that sort of is a a magic bullet for them or a a product that can help them with a certain 
uh, thing that they want to do. You're, you're getting people who don't necessarily have a ton of money, but they have a little extra money now because the economy's doing well. They're doing good in their job, etc. And they'll be willing to spend a few bucks on a product that might help them do something. So you're going to get the hobbyist who's going to buy a WordPress theme for their you know underwater basket weaving uh, blog. That's the type of, when the economy's good, that's the type of person who's going to be willing to spend money on that sort of thing. When the economy's not so good and maybe money's a little bit tighter, that's sort of the first thing that's going to go for them because it's not it, it's not sort of what you, they would consider their a core part of what they do. It's a hobby. It's something extra, and they just don't have the money right now to spend on that. And so you'll find that those sort of... Uh, mid-range sort of products are going to do a little bit worse during downturns in the economy. Again, that's just sort of my experience. Now, you do have caveats to all this with high-end products that you could offer that would still appeal to more high-end clients that have money and so forth. So there are some caveats, but generally speaking, you're mass-produced, you're mass-marketed, uh, your your sort of medium range price products are going to do good when the economy is good and maybe not do so good when it's it's not as good. So it be, and, and really be, it's because it's based off of volume and in order to get that volume you have to get people who aren't core users. Services on the other hand are usually going to be where you're going to make most of your money when the economy is down. And the reason why that is, is because often it is higher end clients, clients who have money and who will still have money when the economy is down. You're basically dealing with rich people here and they're going to have that money and they're going to be looking to sort of capitalize on the downturn in the economy. And so they're going to actually be looking to ramp up when the economy is down and, and come out, you know, be able to do things that will allow them to uh, outcompete their competitors. So oftentimes that's when your services are going to do the best is when the economy is down. So long as you make sure you're providing a sort of high-end premium type service for those particular clients. So it's important when you're looking at your services to make sure that it's, it's, it's really sort of a turnkey solution in the sense that you're giving them everything they need to execute on a particular project or a particular type of site that they want to build. And you're providing sort of the full range of services. They're willing to pay for you for that because they're higher end clients. And here we're dealing with really lots of margin, meaning the what you're having to invest in terms of your time and, and your own money is, is fairly low. And uh, it's it's still higher than a product, but what you're getting paid for, you're getting usually, you know, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of dollars per project to build these things. So again, this is this is going to be in play a little bit more when the economy tends to be down. The last one then is education. Education is interesting to me because it kind of is always, it's something that's always sort of in play. And the reason that is, is because the way education programs are now, and there's, of course, there's boot camps and other ones that have higher overhead, but generally speaking, anymore with with the way digital content works and the way it's delivered and so forth, for you, the creator, the margin or the the overhead in terms of what you have to pay to create it is often very, very low. You create it once and it can you can have it for years and years and years. You don't have to spend a ton of money in creating it. So it's again, you have 
really low sort of overhead and then you have a a a product that you create that can have really high-end margin i mean you can sell anywhere from 50 to 100 to 200 300 sometimes you see courses out there for a thousand two thousand and beyond so you can have really high margins and yet at the same time because of the nature of the product because it's a digital product you can have really high volume too (laughs) and so it's sort of always kind of in play and oftentimes when the mentality of people, when the economy is down, they're wanting to educate themselves to figure out how to get themselves out of whatever slump they happen to be in or maybe how to how to uh, exploit the downturn in the economy, all that sort of thing. So education is still something that people are, are, are seeking. But when the economy is up, it's still something they're seeking because they're now looking to maximize how can I take advantage of this? How can I keep moving forward? How can I push? So it's sort of always in play. And that's why I really think having an education piece in sort of your portfolio and how you make money as a developer uh, is important. Again, you don't have to be you know, the master genius of this, that, or the other. Just teach people what you know. There will often be a market for whatever it is that you know. There will be other people out there who don't know how to do that, who want to learn how to do that. So as long as you don't come out and say, I know everything and I'm the master genius of this, that, and the other, and you just come out and say, hey, look, I learned how to do this. I'm going to show you what I learned. You know, Here's the course and, and people can take from it what they will. As long as you communicate that clearly up front, tell people what your course is, but also what it isn't and don't try to oversell it then you'll usually be fine and have a lot of uh, happy students. So again, those are the three different sort of methods. Those are the when they come in play. And, and then finally, just a little bit about what you need to do for each one in order to be successful with it. So with products, in my experience, it's really about creating what are called magic bullets, which is it's the perfect solution to a really annoying problem. So that's what, one of the reasons why things like website templates and themes and plugins and so forth are really, really popular and sell really well. Because if you think about what a website template is, and, and especially a lot of the ways that they get pitched, is you go to one of these sites that sell them and they'll show you a demo of it and you'll look at it and you'll be like, man, this is exactly what I want my site to look like. It looks really great. It does what I want it to do. This is perfect and I can't I'm having a really hard time doing it on my own so I can spend 30 or 40 or 50 bucks I can download this template and boom now my site can look like this now we could talk a whole different thing about you know some of those templates whether they actually end up looking like that and how easy they are etc but that's the whole idea behind uh, the the psychology of it it's a perfect solution to a really annoying problem so for coders this can be again website templates. It can be themes. It can be plugins. There's you know there's all sorts of different products out there that you could look at, different applications and so forth that you could see out there that that people make that you could sort of uh, of get into. With services, it's more about convenience, and it's more about in, instead of the solution to the problem the the person not even having to think about the problem so a lot of the time the language will be along the lines of you know we'll handle it for you you don't even have to think about it you don't even have to touch any code you don't have to do this you don't we'll we'll handle it all and this is how it'll look and this is how it'll work the seo will be great etc it's 
It's more about them not even having to mess with it, not even having to worry about it. You're going to take care of it. And the more of an expert you become in what you do and the more you're able to position yourself as I'm not asking you as the client what you need. I'm more sort of telling you because I need I know this particular market. Like when I built membership sites, when I was really heavily into that, I got to the point where you know, my first phone call with somebody was more wasn't really me selling them on why they should hire me. It was more me making sure to set the tone properly of, look, I've <laughs> I've seen I've launched a bunch of really popular, really successful membership sites for people. I've been involved in this. I know what it takes. I know what you have to do. So I'm not really asking you what needs to be done. I'm telling you, this is what you need to do. You need to sit first, sit down and do this. You need a content strategy. It needs to look like this. I need a marketing strategy. Your site needs to do this, this, you know, and, and that's the point that I sort of got to uh, with it. That's the point you want to get to because a lot of people only know all of that stuff because they feel like they have to. If they could have somebody come in and just tell them what to do and all they got to do is pay that person to go and do it, there's a lot of people out there that will do that. And in particular, when we talk about high-end clients, clients that are going to still have money when the economy is down, that's really sort of the thing that they're after. They just want someone to do it for them. The final piece then is education. And so with this, again, it's more about the, there's so there's there's sort of a caveat to, to this, or there's a, a two different ways of looking at it. As a developer, you can either teach other people how to code, or you can teach your particular niche that you're selling your services to how to do what it does. So, for example, again, you could teach people how to code. You could teach people, so let's say PHP, like I do. Or let's say, again, you're building membership sites for people. You could teach people how to set up a content strategy, how to do develop their marketing plan. These could be all add-on sort of education pieces that you could add on to your site builds um, that allows, that A, gives them more value in working with you because now you're you're not only building the site for them, but you're actually teaching them how to run the site and makes it, make it successful. And it also adds to your own bottom line and gives you extra revenue that you can uh, sort of generate from each client that you work with. So there's sort of two ways to look at that. Uh, it kind of depends what you want to get into. But the big thing here is if you can develop an insight or a way of looking at things or a formula or teaching it in a way that's different from what you, is sort of out there, what they may have ever seen before. That's really the key. Giving someone, even if it's just one, giving someone just one insight that they had never thought of before is a really great way to create affinity and get them to look at you as, wow, you know, this person really kind of thinks outside the box or, or thinks about things in a different way. And I need to sort of devour all of their training because how many more of these insights are in there. That's really what it's about. And the reason why it's that way is because content is so prevalent. Content is so ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And most of the stuff that people want to learn how to do, there's content out there that'll teach them how to do that. The thing that's, and so people sort of get kind of inundated and almost bored with their content, with, with consuming content a little bit. So 
providing them with a way of thinking about things that they had not thought about it in that way before is a way to set yourself apart, to be unique, to be different, uh, and really stand out to people. So again, if you can kind of work to develop that sort of thing and, and, and be willing to think contrarian and be willing to think about things in different ways and present them to people in different ways, that's a really good way to attract people to your education and help them to get uh, a lot of value out of it. So the last thing I said I was going to talk about then is looking at my own business and what I'm doing and sort of an example of of this uh, uh, with what with my own stuff. So I I do do you know I offer services. Services and education are my main thing that I do right now. I have but I only have one client that I work with anymore. I'm not taking on any sort of new clients. I'm kind of happy where I'm at happy with what I'm doing there, happy with the, those people that I'm working with. And I'm not really looking to expand that part of it. The part that I've really been working on as of late is the education piece. And I think that's, again, I'll go back to my prediction video, why education I think right now is a really great thing to get into, especially as a web developer, because I think the education industry is going to continue to be more disrupted more and more. You're going to see more and more people moving to sites like Udemy and Linda and Skillshare and all these sorts of things for more and more of their education, not just sort of hobbies or skills that they want to learn. But again, I said it in the prediction video, who's going to be the first one to do a K through 12 curriculum on, on Udemy. I feel like something like that's going to happen or being able to take some sort of college level course over on Udemy. Again, I, I just think this stuff is going to start to happen more and more. And so it's a really great place to be in because that's going to be happening. Plus, with the rise of technology, more and more people are wanting to learn how to get into coding, to get into some sort of IT, some something related to the tech field. And so there's going to be more and more people that are going to be looking for these kinds of courses. So it's a really good thing to get into. So that's what I've, I've really been working on. The thing I don't really have is I don't really have a product line in terms of products and, and so forth. And so one of the things I've sort of toyed with this in the past and it actually uh, had good success, I just didn't have a good plan for doing it long term. But I want to start making, getting back into making more templates for web developers, particularly for freelancers, creating freelance templates that people can use to create their, the user developer can use to create your sort of your website for offering your freelance services. I'm really clear on what that should look like and and what works and, and how it should all be pieced together. It's just a matter of me going through and, and starting having a, a long-term process for sort of being able to create these on a regular basis. So for me, that's something that I need to kind of start working on to, to have to f- fully flesh out my own uh, product line. So to recap... Again, there's these three sort of main ways that you can make money with your coding skills, products, services, and education. Education is the one right now that I think is really going to take off. Services is sort of the standard one. And I would say products is probably the one that's thought of of the least the, anymore in terms of uh, a way to, to monetize your coding skills. Um, and so you just want to think of ways that you can sort of flesh out everything that you're doing with those three uh, different different things. And that's going to help you 
to be able to tap in when the economy's good, when the economy's bad, if education takes off, if you know services become this new big thing, etc. It will allow you to always be positioned properly and be able to ramp up one side of your business versus another during particular times and so forth in the economy. So hopefully that gives you some insight in how to maximize the amount of money you can make from your coding skills. Now, of course, as I've mentioned before, I do believe that my training courses are a really good way for you to get your coding skills to the level that you can offer your services, you can create products, you can start turning around and educating other people on what you know. So I would encourage you to head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com and check out all the coding training that I have over there, over there on my PHP courses, as well as my Upwork 101 course, lots of source code and so forth all over there. You can use the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything in the store. Also, all the Udemy links, Skillshare links, and so forth are over there as well. Again, that's store.johnmorrisonline.com. Get the coding training you need, but also help me uh, support me, what I'm doing here with the show. All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to share it with someone that would benefit from hearing from this. I would really appreciate that. Also, all of the uh, subscription links for iTunes, Android, TuneIn, all that are over at johnmorrisshow.com along with all the past episodes. And if you'll give me an honest review of the podcast over on iTunes, I will give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free. Again, go to johnmorrisshow.com and click on the start here link for all the instructions on that. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.